Bodation. Let's go. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. You got a date Wednesday, baby. Woo! <laughs> and you know who's here already. Welcome back to the show. Our friend, Color Buffalo's legend, Matt McChesney. Legend? That's high standing. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, Saturday kicked ass, guys. You guys know how to throw a party, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, that man, was I'm fun. telling you what. It is to take my boys and Bree and everybody up there. It was awesome. The that fans was awesome. were awesome. The food was awesome. With Eagle Pizza, it took me back. I felt like yes, I was like, on the hill at 3 in the morning <laughs> with Tufts and Wilder and Jesse Wallace, and the cops were harassing us, and we're sitting there eating burritos like, yo, man, it's all good. Nah, nah, nah. And that's what I felt <laughs> like. It was awesome. Other than the outcome, the outcome sucked, but up until the last minute of the game, that was one kick-ass Saturday in Boulder, bro. Yep. Uh, the Buffs never trailed in the game until the clock was at zero. And, and my heart, like, broke. I had to get up and, like, leave the seat. And I was trying so hard. I'm sitting in 551. There's like sophisticated old whites up there. I'm me. You know, and then like above me is Eric McCready and Brady McDonald and Robert Haas and like Albus Brooks and all the old heads that are even older than me that were like raised me in the game. And they're just sitting there just throwing insults and I'm just taking it. You know, like everybody's busting each other's balls. Pasavento's to my right. So I'm trying really hard not to yell obscenities. You feel me? Like when we're giving up explosion runs, I'm trying to be cool. I understand it's the flow of the game. We're playing hard. Kids played their balls off. I'm super proud of the team. But uh, about it, when Arizona got the ball back after we missed the field goal, I had to like get up and leave my seat because I just, <laughs> I kept it together for like 58 minutes, bro. And like mm -hmm. I'm sitting next to this old lady, nice lady. I can't remember her name, but whatever. She's on the left, so I really didn't see her the entire time. Thank God. Um, if you don't get that joke, then where the fuck have you been? Uh, but right when we missed the field goal, I just said, fuck! And she looked at me and, like, got really scared and, like, spilled her beer a little bit. And I just got up and walked off. And I was like, okay, this is time for the big guy to exit. And I just went and stood up at the top and crossed my arms and watched in disgust as they piped the ball on us and kicked the field goal two seconds left and celebrated. I don't like Arizona, dog. Fuck them. And you know what? Yeah. I don't like Washington State either. I really, really don't like these people. I got beef with these guys. Go on. Well, hold okay. on. I, I got to say, we're presented by Illegal Pete's. <laughs> Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. We already got an Illegal Pete shout-out in here. <laughs> um, nom, nom, nom. It was so good, too. I just went back today. I'm telling you. Mo yeah, I made a... Like the bowl? Did you do the burrito or the bowl? So the bowl. I made a colossal mistake. What? Oh, oh no. You no. ever hear how, about how people, like, when they're at their weddings and they forget to eat because they have to go around and talk to everyone? Yeah. Yes. I was actually. having so much fun just, like, interacting with everyone eat. that I looked over and all the food was gone. Oh, oh dude. Dude. Yeah, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. I usually, usually, in circumstances where there's community food, I try not to be the first one. Because it's just bad optics, like the six foot five, 320 pound guys first. Oh, shocker. Oh, the lineman's first. Oh, it's fucking shocking. So I let my, let, I told my kids to go first. <laughs> and how big is Nick, dog? He gets bigger every time I Massive see him. Massive human being, this one. Uh, and he, they just started assaulting it. And I was like, guys, there's other people, for God's sakes. That's why he didn't get any food. Because yeah. Nick and Logan cleaned out the shit. And well, then I made a bowl. The burrito bowl I made without... I didn't even use uh, uh, a tortilla. All right? Just a ton of steak. All the beans I could get. Sour cream, cheese all up on it. No, no, no. It was so... Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. I can't... Like, 
That's is what that going to be at every tailgate moving forward? Hopefully. Because I'm telling you, like, not, I was going to go anyway, but now I'm definitely Them or Saucy Southern. Going. Have you tried Saucy Southern yet? Is it spicy? No, uh, it can be. I mean, I, I don't do spicy stuff. No, it's not too spicy. You were just eating right? illegal pizza. That's not steak, cheese, sour cream, beans, and rice is not spicy. That's like the oh, blandest shit on earth. Saucy Southern is not spicy, but I also. You're going to be fine. Okay, then uh, I'll eat it. <laughs> I had some chili last night that I was like <clears throat> adding like. Cayenne pepper, oh, hot God. sauce, all this stuff. And Allie's like, it's already spicy. What are you doing? And I was like, this has zero spice in it before I started adding to it. My brother and I uh, broke I'm into the, that hatch green chili from New Mexico I brought back. Still yesterday. haven't given me my bag. I know, I, but we just broke into it yesterday. Okay. But it was, it's spicy. It's I mean, delicious. Let's just be real. Chili and sex are very similar. If you're not sweating, it's probably not very good. <laughs> I, I, uh, these are facts. Those aren't facts. Those aren't facts. Sorry. I thought this was a college show. None <laughs> of you guys are fucking fucking up in Boulder. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why do you hate Wazoo? Tell the people. Uh, all right, look. It's not that I hate them. <laughs> I've got a guy committed to him. Jackson Cowgirls, an outstanding defensive lineman. I wish he was going to Boulder. A six foot five, two 270-pound eater from Erie who I've been working with for six years. His brother's going to South Dakota, big tight end. So Matt and Kerry Cowgirl are doing jumping jacks on their way to Hawaii. Congratulations. Um, that's what happens when both your kids go full ride. That's what investment means. Mm. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> and brothers run deep. The Weatherby brothers are both full ride. The Miller brothers were both full ride. Stanford and Michigan State. Mm, those degrees are going to look nice for free. Um, you know, like, that's what we do. So, uh, look, I'm really proud of Jackson, but, bro, we're coming after you this week. And Frank Malley, their linebacker coach, you're my guy. But the defensive line coach, I can't remember his name, he got real pissed off about me saying what I set up on this show. Remember that? Oh, Remember? yeah, So yeah. He, that guy calls me, and he's like, oh, you're blah, 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 you know, take that down. Blah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't run DNVR, dog. I'm a guest. And uh, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> I'm like, come on now. Uh, don't be telephone tough guy. Uh, I'm not going to do anything you tell me, and this just turns me on, dog. I love it when people talk shit to me. Keep going. <laughs> like, you're giving me info right now. I'm going to use some of these insults in the 5 a.m. group when people are doing their hips. 3.4 million views on that stupid-ass video on TikTok. You're famous. Just <laughs> Six zero is famous. Yeah. Saying things like, you couldn't hit a sick whore off of a piss pot. I don't know what that means, really, but Mike Mazur, <laughs> said, Mike Mazur said it to me, and... You know, he was my old line coach in Miami. We'll get back to Washington State. You did the kid from uh, from Talladega Nights. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I, don't I, know, like, it. I like it. And and he, I like, I short set it and missed Randy Starks, who's kind of good. And uh, Mike Major looks at me and goes, "Hey, son, you couldn't hit a sick whore off of a piss pot." And I was like, "That's some good shit, coach. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'm taking it." That but, sounds like that one coach. I can't remember his name. Coach but Dre, Chris Wilson? No. Uh, That's his voice. Dre That's talks about the it. video of the old guy who's always making the weird sayings. Cat oh, I know who you're talking Doc about. Doc Priest? <laughs> I don't know. He was like a Rest high school. Rest in peace, yeah. Doc. We love you. I can do a good Doc voice, a good Wilson voice. I can't do Barnett very well unless I'm... Unless I... There's only one thing I can do for Barnett. If I knew that Clay Barnett was smoking dope... Because <laughs> he used to catch us all the time. Bob so, Green. Bob Green. Bob Green. He's, he's the man. Back to Washington State. Um, played them twice in college. Was supposed to play them three times. My disdain for this program is simple. It's more like... It's Osama Bin Laden's fault. 
Because when 9-11 happened, this son of a bitch. That what? It is. Just listen. It's his fault indirectly. All right? When that happened, we canceled our game in Pullman. Nebraska uh, kept their game in tro at Troy. That means Nebraska doesn't love America as much as Colorado. That's the fucking truth. All right? They played. We didn't. If we would have gone to Pullman, we would have fucked Washington State up in 01. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. No, you're right. And in 01, they were pretty good. They didn't win the Pac-10, but they were pretty good. And in 02, they won the Pac-10, played Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. Oklahoma rolled their ass because we lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game in 02. So we didn't play. We, just we Washington State and Colorado, decided to honor America and the fallen and honor 9-11 and not play. And Nebraska decided to play. This goes full circle. <clears throat> we played them in 03 in Folsom. And they, or in 0, yeah. Yeah, in 03 in Folsom, and they beat the dog shit out of us. It was tight, and then it wasn't. They returned the opening kickoff in the second half for a touchdown, and they put 49 points on us. It was ugly. We were ranked. They weren't. It was not fun. Uh, in 04, we made up the 01 game. And instead of going to, to Pullman, we played in Seattle at Seahawks Stadium. Mm, I remember that. And it was a 20-12 to 12 dub. And I recovered the fumble at the end of the game to win the game. It was dope. Let's go. And, uh, you know, I had a hell of a game. I had like seven pressures, but no sacks. I horse called the quarterback really hard in the fourth quarter when men were men, and you could do that. And anybody that's like, that's illegal, keep watching this foo foo shit every fucking Saturday and Sunday and keep thinking it's <laughs> awesome. Um, it, look, going back to the 0 1 thing, like, if we play that game and we win that game, yeah. after we whip Nebraska's ass and after we whip Texas's ass and avenge our only loss in the fucking Big 12, you know, look, should we have beat Fresno? When you lose 24-22 in the Jim Thorpe Classic against Carr and Fresno, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. They went to Campbell, Camp Randall the next week and won. They were undefeated 10-0 and lost at Hawaii later. They were season. crazy good. Crazy good. But I, very rarely do I question Gary Barnett. Very rarely, if ever. And I, this isn't even questioning him. Like, that's the wrong thing to even say. But when you have Chris Brown, Bobby Purify, Cortland Johnson, Brandon Drum, Andre Gerard, Victor Rogers, Wayne Lucier, Marlon Hage, Justin Bates, <laughs> Dan Graham, Quinn Zimniewski, Bo Williams, and all these other bad motherfuckers, and you can just pipe the ball on people, um, you shouldn't run a bootleg and throw a pick in the end zone to lose 24-22 at the two-yard line against Fresno State. That's one. If we play Washington State the next week, we roll them in Pullman. That gives us 11 wins at 11-2. and two, we beat Nebraska, we beat Texas, we play Miami for the national title in the Rose Bowl unquestioned. So, I guess my hate is the wrong word. I'm more pissed off and I want to see Colorado to win just like out of spite this week because their D-line coach yelled at me and fuck him. And that's just the way I operate and I can't change who I am. I'm not gonna change my stripes because I don't play anymore. I'm always a player, I just happen to be in the real world. And if you attack me, I'm, I'm like, you call me and tell me to take shit off social media. Dog, social media is my world. You don't want to step into my world. With, I will fuck you up on social media, homie. Don't step into my land. I just got three I think I'd rather step to you on social media than in real life. Well, th that's probably smart. <laughs> There's a lot of Twitter tough guys out there. Twitter muscles run deep. And remember, 
Your mother will never kick you out of the basement. She loves the fact that you're 450 pounds and covered in Cheeto residue and pounding Mountain Dew Code Red constantly <laughs> and just fucking banging away on Warcraft or like Minecraft or whatever fucking, you know, Chicago backhand bullshit you're on this Saturday. So, <laughs> look, Doug, I, I can't help if somebody attacks me and calls me and starts getting like, rah, 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 rah. I go uh, do something. I'm not hard to find. 10470 <laughs> South Progress Way, Park, Colorado. 720-800-6205. I mean, that's what it is. Come at me. Why would you so, do that? Because that's what it is, dog. And it's a business. So, like, we're putting dudes out. We got 45 kids in there at 5 a.m. tomorrow, competition time. Let's go. So, like, this is what we do here. So when you come at me, I the only rebound here is Colorado, who I am, like, rooting for, for obviously. To go there and beat that ass. So yeah, let's go. Let's uh, let's motivate the shit out of some people and talk some shit and get this going. And if you don't like it, I'm talking to you. Who were uh, some of the players on those Washington State teams that you guys played? Uh, Lightfoot was the right tackle. Yeah. Uh, he was a huge, n nasty son of a bitch. He was a good player. To be honest with you, I couldn't tell you another guy's name. I feel like they had a decent quarterback back then. They, they had a good quarterback in 2003. Okay. They were coming off of a Pac-10 seed. They were good in 03. They were good in 04, but we we the 04 game was we were pretty pissed off from the year before. That was embarrassing, and it exposed our weakness, which was we couldn't stop the pass. And people started putting 40 points on us. It was mm. it sucked. And like we fired our DC. We hired Mike Hankowitz. The next like in 03, I was in a defense where they told me I couldn't take the A gap. So as a three technique, they're saying just stay in the B gap the whole time. And the whole fucking point of three technique is the ability to isolate one-on-one -on -one and take the A gap if I have to, because I'm, I'm making plays. So yeah. when Hankowitz came in the next year, he's, the first thing he said to me was, fuck all that. You've got the B gap. That's your key. And I want you to read it. But I want you to take advantage of the fact that you're better than the guard. And I went from three sacks as a junior to seven sacks regular season, two sacks in the bowl game, nine sacks as a senior. So, like, that all started. The CSU game was personal, obviously. That was crazy. That was the goal line stand. Mm -hmm. when, we went to, when we went to Seattle, you know, it's obviously a Washington State pro crowd. We were underdogs. Purify took one to the house right off the bat that they called holding on. And then our offense struggled. Klatt struggled. They, were, they beat us up up front. But <clears> we, you know, we consistently played. Joe Sanders picked off a ball, took it to the house. Vickers blocked a punt for a touchdown, so we scored on special teams. We scored on defense. We had like four turnovers, and I think we had 20 pressures. Wow. And Alex Lagon, he had three sacks and was like, like the big 12 player of the week, and Abraham Wright was eating the other tackle alive, and we were, <laughs> I'm telling you, we hit that quarterback so many times. They replaced him in the fourth quarter, and we started hitting that poor fuck, and it was, <laughs> look, I have no sympathy. Bro, on my birthday at Kansas my senior year, I broke the quarterbacks with collarbone so bad they had to, like, stretcher him off. He signed liability. <laughs> the fuck? What are we talking about? We're talking about recruiting <laughs> Coach Prime on his coach's show today uh, with Mark Johnson at a great clip. Obviously, a lot of talk about this Texas A&M stuff. We are not going to be talking about that today, but um, the recruiting <laughs> so has funny. been impacted. How It may be slight... Who knows how much it's actually been impacted, but Coach talked about it. I mean, you've got Winston Watkins talking about it, so there's clearly Literally. been an impact. Yeah. Oh, it's real. I've, I've had 
several coaches say it to me on the phone. So here's what Coach Prime said uh, today on the Coach's Show with Mark Johnson. So where we're sitting right now in the season, we drop a few ball games on the road. Right. When you're talking to recruits, what do they say about that? Um, they're not thinking about what transpired. They're thinking about their demise and peace okay. of the puzzle that can help this transpire. So that's where they are. And the number one thing is I don't talk about any other coaches or teams or staffs. I don't believe in that. I, I'm not going to put you down so I can stand up. I've never been that type of player or person in my life. But all these other schools are telling these young men and their families, I'm not going to be here. Right. I, and then, and then, you know, I, I come at it two different ways. I say, well, that's an that's a honor. They say, what do you mean? They think that we're going to be so successful that I'm going to leave. Right. So they understand what we possess and the potential that we possess. But then that's not true. I say, I would be the first to tell you. Um, I think my whole family has an anchor here right now, you know. <laughs> my mama, the dog, my, my daughter, everyone. Yes. And, and we absolutely love um, being here. We actually love it 100%. So That's where you guys yeah. are supposed to applaud and thank Coach Brian. Yeah. yeah. But that's what they use, so I have to address all these type of issues. So that's the number one thing with recruits and their families. They're being told this by other schools. Shout out to Luis for uh, sending us that video. Yes. Bro. And uh, what, just Coach Prime is the man, bro. He is the man. He's the man. But why would you not want to play for this dude? Beats me. I don't know. <sighs> the crazy part is not only just why would you not want to play for him, but how could you have the opportunity to play for him and choose to play for someone like Matt Rule? I'll mm -hmm. tell you. Uh, it's called tampering is legal, and other people have bigger coffers. So when you have a bigger NIL collective, well, yeah, you can persuade kids financially. And that is happening right now rampantly. I don't know how many phone calls I've fielded in the last week, but it's probably 40. And they're all from coaches looking for players on other people's rosters. Now, that, that, that's not supposed to be the way you're supposed to do it, but damn it, that's the way this is. So, and that's not even talking about the high school recruits that they're influencing with phone calls, just like the Watkins kid. And they're doing it to everyone. I mean, because look, Colorado's doing it to Gage Ginther. And trying to get him to flip from Tennessee. This is look. It's what it is. Oh, Everybody yeah. does everyone, this. Let's call it you, football. You've got to be ultra competitive in recruiting. And now with the ability to pay people, who's the who's the billionaire in Denver that loves Prime? What's his name again? Robert Smith. Mr. Smith. <laughs> this is the second week in a row. I'm pleading to you, sir. <laughs> As a proud alum of this university and someone that loves this place more than anything, and if I had billions of dollars. I would might give half of it to them. Just be like, here, take half. My ex can take the other half. I'll still have 250 million. We're good. Um, bro, please, for the love of God, just make a massive donation, write that shit off, and be literally the savior of this university so we can go out and buy players. The, the NCAA is nutless. The NIL is real. There are quality football players I know at least 20 that I'm not going to name that are in my program that are going to get substantial offers from other programs around the country for NIL money to go play for them and start and contribute and win games. And just to name a few of the guys that are did it last year 
and where they are, okay? So the Joe Moore Award, I'm just going to talk about offensive linemen only. The Joe Moore Award is what? Best, best offensive, best offensive line in the country. Michigan's won it twice, right, in yep. a row. Michigan recruits the shit out of my room. They've got five guys in the trench from 6-0. Drake wow. Nugent is their starting <clears throat> center. He went to Highlands Ranch. He was at Stanford. He was in the NIL last year, the transfer portal. Michigan got him. Casey Roddick left CU. I, I, I mean, I don't know how hard I begged not for this to happen, but you know what? It's my job to place my guy. He's at Florida State. They're nominated for the Joe Moore Award, too. Michigan's nominated for it. Washington, Roger Rosengarten's from Valor. He's in my program. That's Dungeon Family right there. Yep. Colorado didn't recruit him hard. <clears throat> they let him go to Washington. Zach Henning from Grandview. He's played for Washington. They're on the Joe Moore Award list. Weird. That's shocking. So, like, there's three potential playoff teams that are just littered with Dungeon Family, and I'm not even talking about all the other freaks that are in other programs that are all in the top 25. So, there's resources. There, I, I'm, I'm, please, go, please, contribute. Do whatever you can. I am. Yeah. And, and like, it has to be priority <clears throat> number one, and I know it is to Coach Prime. I, I would, I'm not questioning anything, but I would, I would hope that it is, well, I'm going to say this. Until you don't have a job, you better do your fucking job. So when you're struggling like this, to think that everybody's just going to stay is naive. And if I go to be the bad guy, it's fine. That's who I am. I got a sweatshirt that says villain on it, motherfucker. I don't care. All right, so... To assume everybody is going to return player-wise and coaching-wise is ridiculous. Roster turnover in the NFL is almost 40% every year, with the coaching staff included. In college football now, I mean, what was the roster turnover last year? Like 90%. 90%. And the entire coaching staff, everyone's gone from last year. Even Hagan. I saw Hagan walking around the field Saturday. I know he's still involved, but he's not on the staff. Yep. So what I'm saying is to act like everyone's going to return is naive, so I'm hoping that everyone is still doing their job to the best of their ability and their high moral character, individuals and men in the room that aren't going to take things personally and get offended. They're going to do their fucking jobs and be good soldiers so the university can prosper while they're getting paid. If you shut it down as a player or a coach when you're struggling, you don't deserve to be there when you win, and it's not surprising those guys are usually the first ones to leave. So if you're mentally shut down as a coach or a player, and again... As anyone up there, if you're taking offense to what I say, I'm directly talking to you, and I would love to have a conversation man-to-man. Going back to what you said, though, it's always important to plug. 5430 Foundation. Please. That is how you contribute. Contribute. <clears throat> There's, that is going to be the entire story of this offseason, is who wants to come here, and do we have the funds to help that happen? Um, it, it just is. That's the story, and it's the one thing i've said it a million times one thing that coach prime can't directly control that one's on us that one's on the fans that one's on local businesses that one is on you uh to help colorado it's the one thing that we all can uh, can actually contribute to our team winning uh in any sport I'm glad we can contribute guys but the fact that the fans and businesses and the community is responsible to fund the university to get players when they're making the kind of money they are off ticket sales and revenue and everything else that comes along with this is disgusting. Yes, but it's disgusting. I had Brady Quinn on my podcast, all right? I'm going to plug it. That's not the school's fault. It's not, it's not, it's not. And that's my point here. 
Zero to 60 on the Believe Network. I do it daily. Please go subscribe. Our cable's on the show. I'll have Jake on. I had Brady Quinn on. And Brady just, I talked to him about, like, the NIL stuff, right? And he said that eventually the government's going to get involved, in his opinion, and they're going to mandate the schools pay the players. So you'll be able to contribute to the NIL fund, but there will be, like, a setup where certain universities operate like professional franchises, and certain universities operate with NIL collectives, and they put guys on scholarship. So that's probably, I would imagine, the split of Power Five and Group of Five. And that's when it happens. So I think that that's closer than not. That's all I'm saying. To go back to the video and Coach Prime, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on this show. If you listen to the man, he tells you like it is. He just did it again. And if I think there's one message I could tell recruits, it's that. Like, listen to what he says. Don't listen to what other coaches are saying about him. He will tell you the truth. He's pretty upfront in damn near every aspect of life. So if he says that these other coaches are the ones that are really kind of creating this divide in recruiting, it's not on his end. Yep, 100%. I mean, to me, it's kind of silly because if I were Coach Prime, I would just shoot him straight. I'm not going anywhere. Even if I did, you could just follow me. Right. I'm recruiting you to to play for me. Mm -hmm. And wherever I am, I want you there. Um, Now, he wouldn't probably say that, but that's the truth. Yep. And the other thing is like, and even if I was to leave two years from now, you could just follow me just like everyone did that I wanted from Jackson. Yep. Absolutely. And look, okay, so I agree with both of you wholeheartedly. I think those are great points. At the same time, when everyone is attacking, who's defending? So who on the staff and who on the team and who behind the scenes, I'm defending. I love that man. I think he's an absolute superstar, and he's going to turn this place into a, a national championship contender and winner one day. And I think that Shador and Travis Hunter are going to be both in the Heisman conversation next year. And this is the struggles this year, lose small or lose small, win small, win big. Those are the next two steps. That's how it works. So I was on a three and eight team in 2000 that lost seven games by one score. The next year we were 10 and two and ranked third in the country and won the Big 12. Exact same, same exact thing happened. Team. Exact same thing happened in 2015 and 16. Exactly. And uh, I like, think it was seven one-score games in 2015, 2016 they win 10 games. And they win the South. So look, the when I say defend, I mean I, I, it goes full circle back to what we're talking about. He can't defend himself all the time. So I really really hope that the staff and the players, the support staff every media member, anybody that bleeds black and gold up there and has an in, a budding interest in this working. We're all in this together. You better start defending that man and helping him recruit and contributing to the NIL and doing everything humanly possible. You can't just talk shit. You actually have to put your money where your mouth is. And this is me challenging you, everyone. If you bleed black and gold, if there's that many people in Boulder and the a thousand people that walked up to me and asked for pictures and autographs and shit. And I'm not kidding. When I was at DNVR for the hour, how many people did I talk to? Every five minutes? Yeah. Okay, so I'm challenging all of you on the mecca for, for Buffalo coverage, DNVR buffs, at the crib. Get off your ass and help. Defend. Get on social media and defend. Start talking shit. Start bleeding black and gold instead of just fucking wearing it on Saturday. Let's go. And I will say a lot of people in this uh, 
in this community are constantly defending oh, yeah. Coach Prime and Absolutely. having his Yeah, back. but there's a there's a divide in Buffalo Country between I don't even know if that's what you call it. Oh, we can't do this again. Today. Yeah, we already we, <laughs> but, we but can't do this. Is there again. not a divide between people supporting <clears throat> Prime? Just say yes or no. Supporting Prime and supporting Colorado. I will say it's gotten better since what Monday when we started talking about it. Yes. There is no difference. He's the head coach. We're He's changing things. That's a good thing. We've been at the, tip, the tippy point of hell for 20 fucking years with the exception of one goddamn season. I was the last guy to hold a bowl game trophy there on 40 fucking two, and I have to walk sideways down the stairs <laughs> on the right. So don't tell me that everything's good and we don't need to change anything. Amen. Okay. I mean, give me a fucking break. Come together or go support somebody else. And again... I'll be there next year for North Dakota State. See me. <laughs> okay, we have 20 minutes and a lot to get through. <laughs> Shout out to guy. Extra Job I told you I was on one today. Um, they've done it for 85 years. Um, you, want, you want me on your side. They make warm, comfortable, <laughs> durable <that> for a <laughs> long time. gloves. Going to be great for the cold weather ahead uh, and especially to combat the snow that's coming. You Visit had two pairs of gloves this whole time? Huh? Yeah, we're in the Rockies. Visit HestraJob.us. And use code DMVRJOB to get 30% off so your next warm. purchase. And anyone looking to supply <laughs> their team with high-quality work Mary. gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. And also shout-out to MSU Denver. Um, if you're considering going back to school, check out MSU Denver. The spring 2024 uh, applications are open. DMVR approved. We have tons of our own staff who have gone back and gotten their degrees at MSU Denver. They got 90-plus majors. You can even create your own 10-plus graduate programs, courses online, in person or both. Learn more at msudenver.edu. Man, you yell at me all the time on the show and tell me to shut up. He won't. He didn't yell at all. I'm impressed, Jake. <laughs> I was trying to see if you'd be like, hey! And I'd be like, sorry, Jake. Hey, you're rolling, bro. <laughs> all right. Just, uh, this is what I do. I don't know how to shut up, and it gets me in trouble constantly. We had JD I'm and, always uh, pissing someone off, and I'm always like, I'm sorry, <laughs> fuck. We had JD and uh, Coach Nick Williams on the podium today. Um, JD went up first, of course, just played his last home game. Um, said he had to have his family out. Apparently, his mom makes a mean veggie soup. Mm. That's what we learned today. <laughs> All right. Actually, that doesn't sound very good. But JD was I'll great. I'll try anything. JD <laughs> was do great, man. Once, bro. <laughs> um, this guy, I think, is going to be someone. I'm going to miss him. I think a lot of people in Buff Nation are going to miss him. He's a good player. Yeah. yeah. He's, totally. a player. he's a hell of a player, but he's an awesome human, too. Like, just talking to him, that guy is. Uh, he will just keep going. And, and look, I, I, everything he's done this year for CU, I'm thankful for. And we need you, brothers, so bad on Saturday or on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Like, he needs, That's to, his, he needs to go have a massive game. That is a showcase game for pass rushers. Because I'm telling you, this is get in the gap, get up the field, and go hit the quarterback in the teeth. I'm telling you, in 04, we hit this guy like 27 times and sacked him seven or eight times in the game. So that's how you beat these people. They want to air raid. That's who they are at their core. Uh, and and Co Coach Nick Williams, brother, you're a real one. That's my fucking guy, bro. And he is a real one. And yeah, if I'm is. if I'm a defensive lineman, and I am one, that's the kind of fucking guy I want to play for. Damn it. Love it. And he is he is a straight predator. He did it. He coaches it hard. He gives a shit. He's all fire and all passion. And he's the kind of guy we need in Boulder. And I, if I'd be fucking shocked if he's not here for ten years. As long as Prime's here, that man will be here. JD said uh, he was asked about the season so far. He said, I would say I've played a pretty decent season so far. 
Um, obviously, not, uh, I guess, to the production that he had last year. I mean, he had seven and a half sacks in the SEC. and like 10 plus tackles for a loss. I think he's actually close in tackles for a loss. What are his sacks like, numbers? I think he's around four and four. a half or five. That's yeah. Five. Look, you can get three this weekend. Good. Yep. He's got two more games. Utah's probably just going to line up and try and smash face. We'll talk about that. Um, about Cam Ward, he said he's a good football player. He's pretty quick. He knows how to make plays. He knows how to get out there and manage the game. Uh, manage the game. He said our main thing with him is going to be containing him. Obviously, if you've watched Cam Ward play, he's uh, he runs around a lot. Elusive. Not necessarily forward, but yep. like around the line of scrimmage and to try and find throws downfield, basically. And that's why defensive linemen chase the football. Chase the football or get off the field. And I you get to ear hole <clears throat> someone. The best part about chasing the football is either horse calling, which you can't do anymore. Damn it. But you can still ear hole someone, kind of, kind of. If he doesn't slide, you can still get the ear hole a little bit. You can spit in his ear, as I say. I have to say, Washington State at Pac-12 Media Day was my second favorite team. Uh, yeah, the they're they're pissed Cam off. Cam Ward cool. getting left out. Uh, and who's the other guy? Was it Ron Stone? Ron Stone. Yeah, yeah, he was it's cool a good too. Name. Pullman Picklers. The Pullman Picklers, man. <laughs> Shout out to them. Yeah, um, the people in Pullman can pull me. <laughs> That's what I think this week. Put that on. I a love it. Shirt. Put you, that on a shirt. You bitch. can go no watch bus. the whole JD press conference on our YouTube channel. Um, really, the main takeaway though, he was asked. Obviously, he's moving on. He was asked, "Who's the guy?" that you think will be able to step up and kind of really fill your shoes as a leader and as a player on the field. He talked about Kyrie, um, but he really talked about Arden Walker and what he's seen from him. That's a bad man. And right how there. he's shown, you know, especially in the leadership category. And for what you've been talking, I mean, this guy, his dad played at CU. He didn't just play at CU. Well, Art, Art Walker is, I, I, I don't know who the starting four up front would be if I had to pick. It would probably be Al. Canavis, Steed, and Art. I mean, those are the best four defensive linemen that have ever played at the University of Colorado. I'm probably missing someone. But Arden, he I knows. Mean, yeah, he's that guy. And he knows the fight song and all that stuff. Yeah, he's that guy. So We he, need to sing that more, by the way. Him as a leader, I think, can fill a lot help. of those things that uh, you've been talking about. I, I think it's really important, and to have some Colorado blood on the team is important. And I hope that they, I just hope that they look at the state really hard. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. And if you don't understand where I'm coming from, you haven't been listening at all. So, look, this this entire situation moving into the Washington State thing, how do they win this game? Doing something that they haven't been able to do. Rush the passer. Run the ball, rush the passer and run the football. <clears throat> so are they going to be able to rush the passer consistently and hit this guy? And then can they line up and actually get four yards a clip and control time of possession that's how you beat Washington State consistently is keeping them off the field and making them punt. I actually... 77 yards rushing last week is not inspiring, bro. I, I agree with you that if they could do that, it would be incredibly helpful. I also think you can just kind of get into a throw-it-around shootout with Washington State. I'd prefer that because we'll get, I know we can do that. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to it. Uh, real quick, though, J.D. spoke a lot about how much he loves Boulder in Colorado. Apparently, the guy loves nature a lot, and he was just saying, you know, he loves just hanging out around outside and that he's That's only been here for a certain amount of time, but he really loves it in Colorado. Way cooler than Tallahassee. A lot of love for uh, Boulder last couple of days in these press conferences. Yep. Uh, Coach Nick Williams was up after him. He spoke about the improvement of the defense. Um, he actually compared Coach Kelly's defense. I mean, of course, he compares directly to Coach Saban, but also 
um, Coach Smart at uh, Georgia. He uh, also spoke about Arden Walker. He was asked basically, you know, JD just said Arden thinks that he or JD thinks Arden can be the guy next year. And Coach Williams pretty much backed that up. He said he's really excited about Arden Walker, call him a smart player. Um, seems like we've got a real player on our hands. So yep. Nick Williams act really believes. Yeah, if you play for Dave Logan, you're probably pretty good. <laughs> this is probably why the big one's gonna be a Bruin. I mean, I'm not first... trying to like break any news here but somebody's gonna have to call dave for me um, if i say no to him I'm, the, I'm not calling him nick you're calling him you're ryan you're calling dave and telling him that nick's going somewhere else because i'm not telling him no <laughs> i don't way, think you dog. should go somewhere else uh -uh. like so I'm, i don't know how i'm gonna break that news other than cherry creek sounds pretty good to me also i'm <laughs> i'm anti-valor so oh dude why would you i don't i'm I'm gonna shut up. Check out uh, the press conferences on our YouTube page. It was a it was a good day. A lot of insightful stuff. Anyways, don't pay for high school. To Washington State, these teams are very very similar, especially when you look at the stats. Um, Shador and Cam Ward are separated by like 20 yards in terms of total passing yards, and as teams, CU's averaging 30.7 points per game. Washington State 30.3. CU's 44, Washington State's 45th. Yeah, take the over. It's literally like this for every single stat. Yeah. Like, they're right there with each other. Uh, they have the same deficiencies. They both can't run the ball. CU's 120 or 130th in the country. Oh, Washington State's 127. by the way. It is last. Oh, we're last? Um, I, <laughs> okay. If we're last, I have to say it. I'm going to put together a group that will help us relocate to Miami. Defensively, it's pretty similar as well. Same thing with what? points per game. Man, you guys are so... There's a bunch of babies in this group. <laughs> the only real difference between these teams, and it's been one of CU's calling cards all year, forcing turnovers and protecting the football. CU, of course, one of the best teams in the country at forcing the football out. Washington State only has 11 takeaways on the season. That's 98. CU only has turned it over seven times as tied for six best in the country. Washington State's given it away 17 times. It's 99th in so the country. So the, there's that's the, the difference. difference. That's, how, that's how you win. Yep. You turn them over. And look, if you didn't watch every game and you weren't a buff diehard and you were just looking at this game from afar, you've, you're watching two bad teams. That's the way you're going to look at it. So, on, and They're look, not, though. That's the good thing about the Pac-12 this year. The, the Pac-12 is really good, and I think that Colorado has elite players, and I don't know if Washington State does. I know they play hard in there. You know, they, they were ranked at one point this year, too. Like, mm -hmm. both these teams were ranked earlier in the season and then fell off of a cliff. So this is the, uh, this is the Sylvester Stallone game, baby. I mean, who's going who's gonna to not fall off the cliff here? Who's going to hang? Who's going to fall? Because I'm telling you, this is the battle for the basement, unfortunately. And yeah. I will say this, though. You win this game, I'm going to reiterate a five and seven Colorado team is still very attractive to the Bulls. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So that this is an extremely important game, and it makes all the one-loss games SC and Stanford and Oregon State and Arizona just that much more painful because I think we could have won all four of them. Um, well, and if I told you, and this rests on winning this game, but if I told you before the season they're going to beat Colorado State, they're going to beat Nebraska, they're going to beat TCU. Well, and I don't even need that. And every I game do. they play the whole season will matter. Will I'll you take, take that? Oh, fuck yeah, I'll of take course it. Of course you take man. it. So me? if you win this one, the next week's going to you know, to be to go 6-6, six and six, uh, which is certainly a meaningful number to hit for automatic bowl eligibility. 
Uh, and so everyone would have taken that. You beat your two rivals, and every game you play in the whole season matters. Everyone would have taken that unconditionally. And even if they are five and seven, they go to a bowl game. You got a, a chance to win six. So totally. I mean, look, it's they've still got a lot of goals in front of them, and that's kind of my point on what I was saying earlier. Is I hope everybody's row is in the water here, bro. Like I, I really, really hope everybody's still committed to the task and not thinking about Christmas break and shit. Yeah. Like if there's people planning Christmas break and like. Yo, be home for... Nah, dog, you're not trying to be home for Christmas. If you're home for Christmas, your season sucked. Yep. Um, uh, I, I kind of agree, though, with what you're saying about elite players. Because uh, we have of Washington State. They don't. They really don't have they anyone don't have other they than don't have Hunter. Cam Ward. Like, Cam Ward is the best player on the team, um, and he's really good. He's good, Easily. but, I mean, he's not an NFL draft pick quarterback. I mean, Nakia Watson's a good running back, I think. He did some stuff last year. He's uh, averaging three yards a carry. They got they got dudes that look. They've got good players. They're going to be awesome in the Mountain West. That says three hundred receiving yards. Yes, I got that's, it. Man. Yeah, that's classic Washington State. I mean, they're going to be awesome in the Mountain West. Washington State's going to run the Mountain West for years. <laughs> um, and congratulations on your thirty thousand seat stadium. That's going to fit in perfectly with the Mountain West as well. Um, but they don't have Shador. They don't have Hunter. They don't have pros that are going to get drafted. And we've got pros that are coming back. Yeah, Victor, the wide receiver, is pretty darn good. They have, I mean, Washington State always has like a just a grip of good wide receivers. Well, um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Air raid, baby. Yeah, and so it, them and Cam Ward, like to me, <clears throat> this all comes down to how you handle Cam Ward because he can beat you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can run around back there and make plays all day long yep. and make things really difficult. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they have a respectable front on the defensive side of the ball. So you're going to have to have the offensive line step up again. And they played a lot better last week. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of OB. Yep. I'm proud of, uh, of Coach Pat. I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm going to try. Shermer. Uh, Shermer. Uh, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Every week you got to correct the big guy. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of them, man. I thought they played their asses off. And yep. They played a lot harder, and Shador had a lot of time, and he cut them up. That's what I'm saying. You give Shador Sanders time, he will cut you up. He's an assassin back there, so... I mean, he's just back there slinging, and he's got touch on every throw and some just... Look, Arizona balled out, too. They they played their asses off, and they won the game. Congratulations to them. But this is a get-right game, and I think Colorado does. I mean, I, obviously, I'm going to pick them to win. I don't think I've ever picked us to lose, ever. So, <laughs> um, and, and then, look, man, it, it's interesting here the, the way that everything turns out because if you're going to try and stop an elusive quarterback... We did move Trevor Woods, the linebacker, for a reason. And he's balling. And that kid can play. Mm-hmm. And he's fast. And he's athletic. So, like, you know, one of the biggest regrets of my life playing at that university is being up at Texas A&M my senior year with one drive to go and suggesting, like, we should spy Ewu on Reggie McNeil. And they were like, nope. And Reggie McNeil took off for like 70 yards rushing on one drive and, and took us into overtime. We lost. So just put Woods on this kid and let him chase his ass around all night. And, you know, you'll isolate that player because he's the best tackler and he's the best rallier. He chases the ball harder than anybody. I mean, that's a good idea. I like the idea of spying. I mean, you're going to have to. I'm full yeah. of good ideas, guys. I mean, JD talked about it. And I think uh, Coach kind of talked about it today, being able to contain Cam Ward. You know, you want to get upfield, and you do want to get sacks in this game, but you don't want to get too far upfield where he's just got a wide-open sideline to go run up and down. This is a three-technique paradise game because, again, B and A gap. 
if he's going to try and escape through the A gaps and B gaps, I need the three techniques. I need Cooks and McNeil's the other kid, right? Yeah. But those two are getting better. They're playing hard. But we got our asses kicked in the B gap on Saturday. Again, we gave up 250 yards rushing. So this team's not going to do that to you. These guys now have the opportunity to go pass rush. Show me some hips, boys. Show, show me some dips. Show me some violence on the inside shoulder. Show me some B gap pressure and some A gap lean. And go hit this guy in the fucking chin. Make him feel it. The pe- it Pullman's going to suck. It's going to be raining sideways probably. I don't know that. It's actually that, not. Thank oh, God. Well, good. No, if it's yeah. going to be a nice night, then you got lucky. Because the last time CU went there, every that, time Tucker? we fucking Every go time there. we go there, sucks. The place is terrible. Someone asked Coach Prime yesterday, which I'll just, I'll just leave it. Someone asked, like, why has CU struggled so much to score in Pullman? And I just wanted to be like, first of all, all those teams sucked ass. Second of all, <laughs> the weather always sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> but Coach Brown was like, I don't know. I wasn't here. <laughs> was I will say me. this. The, the 2016 game against Washington State at home was pretty cool. Yeah. We, we whipped that ass. Too. Yeah. That was fun. That was, that was uh, fun Luke Falk. Game. Yep. Was their quarterback. Uh, they were pretty good. Yeah. No, they were good. I remember, the, what was it, two years later, Minshew came here with Mike Leach, and they had the mustache, like they beat us at the end of the game. Yep. Sons of bitches. <laughs> I mean, both teams can throw the ball. Um, both defenses struggle to defend the pass at times. Do you have the number on uh, Cam Ward fumbles this season? No, I can look it up, though. Okay. Um, the over-under for this game is set at 63, though. Over. Uh, it's projected to be <laughs> a pretty high-scoring football game. So last week ended 34-31, am I correct? It yeah. Did. Yeah, so that went over, and this one might be even more wide oh, open bro, than that one. 100% going over. The only thing that would make me pause on that is the weather, but last I checked, it's like 40, and that's as it. As long as it's not, like, yeah, the wind's not blowing. Even if it's drizzling a little bit, you'll be fine, but if the wind's blowing on the eastern plains up there in fucking Canada, like, <laughs> I mean, what are we talking? It's going to suck. It's, uh, okay, let's look. So we've got... I'm no weatherman, obviously. This is just about perfect, man. As good as you can ask for it this time of year in Pullman. Uh, kickoff, thir- uh, 42 degrees at kickoff. What time is kickoff? It's 8.30. Uh, 7.30 local 7:30 time local, yeah. for them. So it's 8.30 here? 8.30 here. For the love of God. <laughs> Cam is... Um, a- uh, real quick, 0% oh. precipitation and 9-mile-per-hour winds. Is this that's the a, last that's 8.30 game in Colorado history? We Hopefully. can only hope. Please, God, Cam Ward has put the ball this. on the ground 11 times this season, Ooh, seven God. times last year, 12 times his last season at Incarnate Ward. That's a, 30 wow. fumbles He's last three years. Daniel Jones disease. I hope yeah. we're working on strip drill. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, Amari McNeil couldn't help himself but to bring it up like three times in his press conference yesterday. Well, then they're working on strip drill. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Shout I, got, I got two minutes. I know. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at Game Time. Uh, if you're trying to head out to the game, Game Time is the way to get in the door. Uh, or any event, sporting uh, game, whatever's going on in your city, check out Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code BUFFS, B U F F S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, I'll just give you this before. Because oh, I got to read a whole DraftKings thing. Okay. You got a gift yesterday. We yep. showed a chat from our friend Bernard. Go ahead and look at it and then uh, show chat what it looks like. Yo. Yeah. Isn't that sick? Yo. Yeah. Matt locked the gates. 
fucking A Bernard. <laughs> Damn straight, dude. Hold, show, show chat what it looks holy like. Holy shit. You guys want to you want to see it? <laughs> you want to see what I got? How yeah. dope is that? Look at that shit. This That's is so super sick. dope. That's Shout so out Bernard, sick. man. And he's on Twitter, right? Yep. I, you know, I talked to Bernard. This is crazy that you're giving me this. I already sent him a picture. Fitting that it's this picture, but it's clat. I'll, I'll send it to you. Maybe you guys can post it. It's a really good picture, actually. It's clat, Wilder, and I. And Purify's there, but he's just in the back. And you can only see his foot. And we're running out for the coin toss. The, toy, the coin toss. toss. Wow. In Seattle before the Washington State game. All the captains running out. And I sent him that on Twitter, not knowing he was going to give me this. You're the man, by the way. And uh, I was like, can you do, like, the oil painting thing? Because he did one for Travis Hunter. That, yep. that yeah, he cool. did. And I was Travis like, can you, you think you too. can do mm -hmm. that uh, with this picture? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, cool, bro. This is super dope, bro. Yep. What's his Twitter handle? Um, I don't know what it is. And we'll send it to you. That's yeah. bad. Shut up, Bernard, though. He comes in Bernard, the chat all the, the time. Okay. Uh, I gotta go pick up Logan and Nick. All right, dude. All right, go for uh, it, man. Thanks Love for everything. Love you guys. Go Buffs. Appreciate come you, bro. They're gonna win. I know it's yeah, late, but come hang out for the game on Friday. Uh, can I bring a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old to a bar? <laughs> yeah. You can really? come hang out up here. You know people here. I know. I Can I really bring them? Yeah. Yeah. We're having a watch-along, too. Kick, this kicks ass. Okay, but then we probably will come. Hey, right. We're having a watch-along, too, if you want to hop on the mic. We're watching the game live on the internet. Fuck yeah, man. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, <see laughs> Later. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the Buffs are four and a half point dogs. Oh plus 164 on the money line. Is that barely moved? Uh, I think it was 160 yesterday. Right? Make it rain on that money line. Uh, get on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app. You could just put Pat Sertan's uh, mannequin in yeah, the puts seat. Yeah, <laughs> put Pat here with us. <laughs> Download the app now and use code DMVR. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms. If you're just tuning in, uh, Jake and I got into a little bit of a scuffle earlier in the show, so we had to be We separated. had to put a chair between us. <laughs> um, all right. Last night, CU men's basketball played, mm. and Cody Williams is him, and he is here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first game of the season, just seeing him on the floor, I was like, oh, this looks different. Mm -hmm. uh, and the thing about freshman Jake is it's so interesting. Even you, you go back and even look at guys who are one and done and play – one season for Duke or Kansas or, you know, one of these blue bloods. Yeah. They don't end up having crazy stats. And the reason is because it's really hard for them to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And so Cody Williams doesn't play in the second game. First game, he shows a couple flashes. But what happens with these guys is once in a while, maybe once every three games, 
you just get this explosion where you see all the talent. Yep. Uh, and last night with Cody Williams was exactly that. Uh, he flashed it all. He flashed the length on defense, the rebounding ability, the scoring ability, the dunking ability, the body control. Shooting. You know, the little shooting game. Yep. Um, he's got it all. And it's, it's clear why he's you know projected to be a top five and that's even really putting the floor pretty low like top right. three pick going into this year and the ceiling for this basketball team is incredibly high it, last night was unbelievable yep first off just typing out that starting starting lineup before the game it was like oh yeah this is getting real yeah like that is a, de a really damn good starting five uh, Eddie Lampkin was doing his thing. He got his first double-double double, double double. as a buff. Yep. Um, Cody was just all over the floor. This team passes the ball really the ball well. The is so good, yeah. That is rare in college basketball, to see a team pass like they did. And Jake, my biggest fear, now it's early, but my biggest fear with this team was three-point shooting ability. Mm -hmm. They currently lead the nation yeah. in three-point shooting percentage. And obviously... The sample size is small, and the quality of opponent has not been great. But, Jake, if you would have told me that they could shoot 51% in an empty gym, I would have been like, okay, all right, that's right. a good sign. Well, they're shooting 51% from three against teams. Uh, and yep. I'm really excited about that because it just shows, like, KJ's shooting the ball well. LOB shooting the ball well. Tristan. Tristan's shooting the ball well. Uh, the young guys. RJ Smith? Yes, RJ Smith is uh, shooting the ball well. That's going to be the difference between this team being good and being really good to great is if they can consistently, and they're not going to shoot 51%. If they can shoot anywhere near yeah. you know, 40% on the season, that, has, that could make them a special, special basketball team. Yesterday uh, from the field, they shot 58, 59% really from three-point land, 65%. In the second half, they shot 55% and shot 67% from three. Uh, this team is just very explosive. They're just starting to scratch the surface, and they just got their first uh, top 25 rating, too. Yep. Um, it's a weird non-conference schedule. I think Richmond's the next game in this Sunshine Slam. Yeah, so they're going to... Is that what it's called, Sunshine Slam? I, I, I was believe about so. to call it Paradise Jam. I think that's in maybe where Daytona? the women are going. <laughs> um, I'll confirm. Hold on. Uh, it's... It's actually sets up nicely for them the next few weeks mm -hmm. uh, because you get Richmond, who's a good basketball team. Yep. Then you get the winner of UNLV and Florida State. Yep. All of these teams, I talked to uh, our guy, Tyler Ziskin, today, who's a big hoop, hoops head, uh, and he was telling me, like, all these teams are right there. They're, pro they're probably going to be Q2 teams. So, like, those are good tests. And then you get Colorado State. And Colorado State looks good, man. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be a challenge for them on the road. But it's it's kind of nice to ramp up like this. Yeah. It's like you're starting with some preseason-esque games. You go onto the road, you know, and get tested a little bit, but not having to play anyone crazy. And then, you know, you get to come and play a rivalry game. It's really like ramping up nicely for a team to gel uh, and get their feet under them before they go into conference play. But they already look to have such great chemistry. Like yep. we already mentioned the ball movement and just how this offense is able to find not only open shooters, but just the right play all the time. Um, it's this is gonna be an exciting team. Yep. I can't wait to see how this schedule ramps up the women, through the year. And the women, of course. Number five in the country. Yep. That's cool, man. It's 
just like if you watch like Pac-12 Network, you know they'll scroll through the schedule at the bottom, and they're seeing like number five Colorado yeah. on there. It's just like wow. Uh, the next men's game, I believe, is on next Monday. And then for the CU women, um, they're taking a trip on a tournament as well, but they will play SMU on Saturday. They're going to the Virgin Islands. That's right. Sounds fun. Paradise Jam is the women's, All by right. the way. <laughs> so good job. All righty. Uh, let's get to questions. Quick word from our friends at Bacchus and Shanker, though. If you get seriously injured in Colorado, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for 25 plus years and have won over $1 billion for their clients. They got neighborhood offices all over the city with more than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff, whether it's a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, or even if you're hurt at work, if you need to sue, smash the two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then our great friends at Shady Rays. Uh, it's fall out here, but it is beautiful outside. Dude. Another just perfect Colorado fall day. It's amazing. It really is. But I'm actually like, I'm now mentally prepared for it to get cold. Yeah. So like, just bring, let's just go. Let's get it going. Get it over with. But you know, the Colorado sun's still going to be going strong. So you oh, need yeah. your shady rays. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of compliments on the shady rays. Are I know. I'm going to go upstairs after this. If they're still on that table. They're yours now. Officially mine. <laughs> Uh, strong, durable frames, clear, polarized optics with tons and tons of styles. Head on to ShadyRays.com and shop that entire collection. Or you can go to the Park Meadows Mall. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair within 30 days. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. I got, I got a shout out for you. Who? Happy 99th birthday, Peggy, Peggy Copham. Yep. Uh, the GOAT of CU fans. Mm -hmm. Build the statue um, for Peggy and Betty. And uh, happy birthday. It was awesome seeing them sing uh, sing her happy birthday at the basketball game last night. Yep. So shout out. 99 also, years young. <laughs> crazy. Also, uh, she's just a couple weeks younger than Folsom Field. Yep. Uh, shout out to Matt. Listener of the show who I ran into at pickleball last night, Matt H. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, uh, but he is—he just came up to me, said he watches the show every day. Um, it was kind of a tough because he was playing in like the upper division pickleball, like putting oh, on a show. Over wow, there, you're not you even know. in the upper division. Are oh you? no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just started playing. I've only been playing. Oh, for like, now the excuse has come. That's not an excuse. I've only pickleball played the game was life like, yesterday, bro. Pickleball is life. But I, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you gotta you gotta make it through your divisions. I'm <laughs> I'm at the lower levels right now. I'm trying to transfer That's up true. later. That's true. Uh, I've only been playing for like three months. You'll get there. But um, he, yeah, he was putting on a show over there. I was like, damn. We only have 167 bad. likes. Hit that like button. Sheesh. All right, who's up first today? Um, Scott with the question, will Colorado have a consistent starting 11 on offense or defense or will it stay players changing every game? I mean, you're going to need at least 20 guys on both sides of the ball, but, um, I think they've settled in at quite a few positions, most notably corner. I think Cormani's really kind of emerged. Uh, Trevor has really emerged on the linebacking core. So yeah, I mean, some of it has been them tinkering. Other it has been players f 
fumbling opportunities. Uh, and, and that's unfortunate. Did Bishop play this last week? I saw him in uniform. I think he was dressed, yeah. Okay. He had a club, right? Was that two weeks ago? I don't know. Um, is this who you're talking to, Matt Manning? Thoughts on Cormani missing know. his interview on the coach's show? How about Coach Prime's response? This will impact his playing. I haven't watched the coach's show, show yet, so I don't know, actually. I didn't know about this. Neither did I. <laughs> I local man prefers not to speak. <laughs> Denny with the question. If the offense does well these last two games with Pat as the play caller, do we keep Shermer as OC and get someone to replace his previous position? No. Uh, there's going to be a new OC, I believe, if anything. Jake? Chip Kelly? Bro. <laughs> We're saving that one for a headline here in a few weeks. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, like I said, Coach Prime's network is everyone. Yep. Uh, and like I said yesterday, no one saw Sean Lewis coming until it happened. Chip Kelly. <laughs> I'm Man, that'd be sick. It would be crazy. It'd be amazing. Um, Cormani had a test, people saying. Uh, there you go. So I didn't speak. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mike with the super chat says, give me three keys to victory on Friday. Uh, turnovers, I think, is one. Limiting them and creating them. Four sacks or less. Okay. Is that a fair number? Sure. Is it too high? I think just given the way Cam Ward plays, why not? I think No, he's... no, I'm saying allowed. Four sacks allowed. Oh, for on Shador? Yeah. I think you can win with four or fewer, Kay. yes. Four or fewer. That that's one for me. Um win the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw out just big plays. We need to have big plays again. We need to have multiple chunk plays of 20, 25 plus yards. Yep. Uh, not just a handful of them like we've had the last few weeks. We need to get back into USC, Nebraska, TCU type of mode where it's just bombs all over the field and they're really going for chunk yardage almost every drive. All right. Chunk plays, four sacks or less, turnovers. win the turnover battle. There you go. Um, Morgan, so if our people hit the portal, are they ineligible for bowl? If we make a bowl, how does it work? If they hit the portal before the bowl, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone would do that. Or, happened I mean, to Jackson. I, I guess you never know, but we'll see. It is The portal does open on the 4th, so if you want to get in and be recruited right away and try and find a new home, that'd probably be the best course of action. All right. Matt says, does the Pac-12 self-imposed bowl ban on five-win teams still apply this year? I've never heard of that. I don't know about that either. Um, who's next? Q says, Juju has just disappeared and not playing at all. What happened? Uh, he uh, got himself into the doghouse. It's the same story. I, yeah. I think this is... I, got, I just got to say this. Um... That has hurt the defense a lot. He was an impact player. He was really important. Really. He made a massive difference for this defense, and it, it has really, really hurt not having him. Now, Trevor has come in and done some things, and Bent has been really good the last few weeks, but 
not having Juju for essentially the whole second half of the season has really hurt. Yeah. Um, I the only thing I found is an article from like 2018 saying the Pac-12 is blocking five and seven teams from going to bowl games. Sounds pretty old, so. Well, uh, you'll have to take it up with Oregon State and Washington State, right? Because they're yeah. the only two members they're the of only the ones board. that run the conference now. <laughs> that is crazy. So be nice this weekend because yes. they might control your fate. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else? They, they, do you know they literally have the power yeah. to say that the Pac-12 championship game is them? Yeah. Aren't, aren't they like controlling all the like money basically from all of it too? I don't know about that. Um, someone let me know if I should still be rooting for Washington to make the college football playoff or if Oregon State and Washington State are just going <laughs> to hoard all the money. Oregon State's still in the mix. For like Big 12, you mean? I'm, I mean, for that, sure. But I meant for like the oh, conference oh, this year. Oh, oh. They're not that good. Sorry, guys. They're consistent, at least. You know what they are. Yeah. So wait, did Oregon and Washington play this week? No, they played a few weeks ago. That was that close oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who plays this? Who's the big matchup this week? Uh, I will tell you. We got Utah, Arizona, and Washington, Oregon State. Okay, watch. that's who it is. Oregon State and Washington. Um, yeah, we've got four teams at the top of the Pac-12 within a game or a game, two games of each other. Washington's the only one undefeated. All right. I'm pretty sure it's all in front of Oregon State. If they win out, they can win the com or they can go to the title game because they play Washington then Oregon. It's a tough slate, but <clears throat> Morgan's asking more questions about Juju. We don't. We honestly don't know. We have not heard uh, details as to yeah. what what went wrong there. Uh, oh, you got USC UCLA this week too. Oh, that's right. Oh no, that's next week. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you're right. It is this week it because is. USC played week zero, so they don't remember. They don't play rivalry weekend. Rivalry mm. weekend. Oh right, and we we were talking about how that could have been a uh, advantage for them if they played in the Pac-12 title game to get a exactly. bye week. But yeah, not even close. No. Uh, would Eric be enemy be on the table as OC? It looks like they're gonna clean house out there, Washington. Mm. So I mean, maybe, but there's already prior history, so. I kind of doubt it. There's going to be a lot of names we'll talk about here for OC and more potentially. All right. All right, chat. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Uncle B with us. I don't know where we're going to be, but we're doing the pregame show. And then watch along on uh, Friday and postgame. Skull buffs. Skull buffs. <laughs> Like the mayor, 